beautiful. And confidentially, she's a pixie. One night, she's the guest of honor at a glittering state reception. And the very next night... You have my permission to withdraw. Thank you very much. How did this cute little surprise package wind up in Greg's apartment? That's what he's wondering, too. And wait till you see the princess let her hair down, with a whole army turning Rome upside down to find her. Joe, we can't go running around town with a hot princess. You want in on this deal, or don't you? And what a deal it is when the princess starts giving Greg the royal runaround. So come along, share their gay and giddy holiday, because all the things happen to them that you'd always hope for on the happiest day of your life. Share the fun as the princess comes face to face with the kind of characters she never bumped into before. Share the glory of a romance as radiant as the Roman moonlight. And share the excitement of the wildest escapade that ever set the eternal city on its ear. Perfect. Welcome to the second episode of Classic Movie Nights with uh, with uh, Sean and Anna. I'm Sean. I'm Anna. And uh, we are married. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, this week's movie is Roman Holiday from 1953. And it's a... Uh, it was directed by William Wyler. Do you know what uh do you want he's most famous for directing Anna? I don't. What is it? Ben Hur. The nineteen fifty nine Ben Hur. Oh, aren't they making a new one of that and it looks really funny? They made a new one of that. It's already came out. And that's how good it was. The fact that you don't even know it came out. I kinda wanted to watch it though. It looked interesting. Yeah, I, I don't remember hearing really many good things about it at all. Hmm. But in any case, yeah. So, uh, Roman Holiday, um, the, a brief description, a bored and sheltered princess escapes her guardians and falls in love with an American newsman in Rome. Basically the gist of it, yeah. Basically the gist of it. And it stars uh, Gregory Peck, Audrey Hepburn, and Eddie Albert. Is he the photographer? Yeah, he's the photographer friend. Mm. He, it, it's more just a Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn, but I don't know. I think the photographer might actually be my favorite character. In this. Yeah, and he's in it a lot too. So I thought I'd throw him in there. Um. So I picked. I picked this movie. Yes. Um, I think our rule was that one of us at least has to not have seen the movie we're talking about before. Yeah, that was the original rule. Yeah, so. and so I picked this movie um, because I had seen it once, and we actually tried to do this. We watched it together a few months ago, and I ended up getting really sick that day, um, actually, like, while we were trying to do the podcast, and we had to just cut, and I rested. Um, and then life got crazy, and we're just picking it back up again, so we watched it today, and, um, you know, now here we are. And here we are. Um, okay, so you want to get started with this? Um, I guess we just let's jump into talking about the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I've I've actually only seen two Audrey Hepburn movies, and uh, between this and Breakfast at Tiffany's, this is my favorite. Um, it's just more my kind of movie, I guess, and it's Princess Anne, and I just feel like she looks like. If Anne Frank got a chance to grow up and, um, oh. interesting. This was Audrey Hepburn's first movie ever. This is what made her famous. Yeah. Yeah. So what put her, put her on the map. Yeah. So to speak. Um, so, okay. So the movie, um, movie starts off just with a montage of her talking to, or, like waving to people. It's like a news broadcast with her was showing the princess going to different countries, waving at people and stuff. And the first thing that I noticed was her wave. Yeah, her wave is so cute. <laughs> that little like swoopy thing. Like she's scooping ice cream. In the air. In the air. Yeah. 
mine, mine. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the first thing that I really noticed. And then um, and then it jumps to the first real scene where it's like a uh, a like a dinner party type deal and she's kind of the guest of honor and um she's standing up waving at people and she's uh shaking hands isn't she well what's she doing at the beginning the part where she loses her shoe she's shaking hands right People are coming up and introducing themselves to her. Yes. Yeah. She's at like this ball and um, I think she's kind of like being presented. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the camera cuts, uh, keeps cutting back and forth between her shaking people's hands, meeting them and her messing with her shoe underneath her dress because she, she uh, slipped her foot out of her shoe to like scratch her leg and then she couldn't get her foot back into it. Right. It Like she kind of kicked it away and couldn't couldn't get it back in there Anna's lighting a candle right now <laughs> to help set the mood of podcasting yeah that's fine you um, put it there you, you yeah good? sorry sorry for the interruption <laughs> <laughs> it was a very important candle decision I had to make very important candle situation now it smells like Mary Cookie Ooh. <laughs> um, so yeah what do you think like what did you think of that whole scene? I like the opening scene just because it like kind of shows how proper she's um, expected to be. Yeah. Um, and that that shows up a lot throughout the whole movie, and it I think this explains it without them having to like put dialogue to it. Yeah, it, it's funny because she's not able to get her shoe back on, and she has to back up and sit down. And when she sits down, the other the other people notice like um her her entourage notices that the shoe's not there and they're all kind of nudging each other like like eyeballing the shoe like somebody take care of this i can't remember which movie it was but i've seen a movie or a show or something where that scene was playing in the background on the tv oh really yeah and i i'm trying so hard to remember what it was and I, i'm not sure i have no idea yeah next time it, whenever i watch that again and i figure out what it was i'll say so on here i guess but g- continuing on with that scene it has that bit of comedy with that part right there and then um she gets the shoe back on and then she starts like dancing with different uh diff- different people within the ball and you can just see like how much she hates it she's the, so bored yeah the look on her face is just like ugh, i hate doing this and then, um, and then it cuts to her in bed, getting put to bed by, what? Well, what is that lady to her? Um, I'd say she's probably just like her governess. Governess. Yeah. I like think it's obviously just so, like a personal assistant. Countess. Count- yeah, she she actually did call her something. Maybe she is the countess. I think this is her right here, Countess Verberg. 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 Um. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then you see uh, Audrey Hepburn's character like throwing a temper tantrum because of all the pressures basically that she's under. It was the milk and crackers. That's what did it. The milk and crackers just snapped. Made, no. made, made her snap. Really, it was the. I think she she looks out the window and sees all those people dancing, and she just wants that so bad. Well, what what it really was, I think, was a combination of that and the um, the countess going over her schedule for the yeah. next day which is just thing after thing after thing which is basically every day for her yeah like she's on a tour yeah. and so she's expected to pretty much have no free time every yeah. day basically but so um and then that leads out to to a scene which we both like some of the shots in this particular scene because uh well what, what happens is she gets um she gets a shot in the arm of something basically to put her to sleep. Yeah, they give her heroin. <laughs> it's, it's not heroin. <laughs> it's just like the biggest needle I've ever seen. Doctors don't really do things that way anymore. Um, you know. but, but yeah, so. But there, there's some time between when she falls asleep and when she gets the shot. Like it does a kick in right away. So she gets dressed and then she's like, you know what? I want to go in the town. 
So she gets dressed and then she uh, sneaks out. And then there's just this shot. There's a few shots within this part of her sneaking out that we both really enjoyed. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it shows you the Coliseum that she's staying at really well. And like there's it, there's a whole sh- the like a, a single shot of her running a, around the staircase. Yeah, and like the, uh, the palace. Yeah, they call it a coliseum. Do they? Yeah, he asks her where she lives, and she keeps saying coliseum. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah, that staircase shot is pretty cool with the shadows and and the the, the cameras is like stationary at the bottom, but then it rotates along with her running around, like yeah. like the upper floor. Yeah, she looks like a panicked ra- rabbit or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those shots of her running through the palace to get out are pretty great. And then she sneaks out mm-hmm. via food truck. Is that what it was? A yeah. food truck? Yeah. The queen and king ordered some spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, sneaks out, she sneaks out via food truck and then... Uh, th- th- there's some funny scenes of just like her looking at the back of it and people like a couple driving on their moped and she waves to them and the girl in the back of the moped waves back and the silly things like that yeah it's pretty cute yeah i feel like that would really happen yeah it also makes me think though like how early was she out because i feel like people act like that like up to like eight o'clock at night tops yeah so (laughs) maybe unless they're uh, coming back from a good time well, especially like in the fifties, people were pretty conservative. They I don't know. Probably they weren't as conservative as you think. They're in Italy too, so. Yeah, people. I think throughout time, though, people were a bit, uh, maybe not quite as conservative as we think. But in any case, yeah, that's the, the that's a fun scene, and then it cuts, and, and then and then you see uh, Gregory Peck's character for the first time uh, doing some gambling, gambling with his buddies, losing some money. If you're going to gamble, that's the way to do it. Just with your friends. Well, yeah. You know, like hanging out. Yeah. I agree. I don't gamble, but if I were, that'd be the way to do it. And then, um, so you just get a brief little introduction to him. I like when he calls them hyenas. His friends? Yeah. Because they're taking his money? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't leave with uh with 5000 right? Right, which is like a dollar. No, I think it's five a little no. bit more than that. Yeah, it's like five. No, not even because no, the like ten dollars wasn't it? No, the friend won about ten dollars, and we were talking about how ten dollars now would be more like a thousand dollars. No, you mentioned that, and I said no, it wouldn't be that. It'd much. be almost that though, and so whatever he got, he said he had, he got like. a couple dollars back yeah because he said i think he said five and the other the person who won like ten dollars worth he got like five thousand well at one point at at one point he gives uh gives audrey hepburn's character um a thousand and then he tells her that's about a dollar fifty yeah so 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 yeah yeah the numbers are weird i don't know it's hard to understand i don't know what the exchange rate was between um between Italy and America back in the 1950s, yeah. currency wise. So, whatever. Um, so he, he he finds her starting to pass out on a bench by a fountain, like a fountain bench, mm-hmm. on his way out. Because <laughs> she just lays down in the street. Yeah, because the drugs are starting to kick in. Mm-hmm. And um, the taxi thing is my. I like that part. Yeah, so he doesn't quite know what to do, but he gets a taxi, and she's in the back of the taxi with him, but she's falling asleep. The driver is so funny. <laughs> I feel like that's the most um, unbelievable character in the whole thing. The driver? But yeah. what, what about his family? My bambinos. I have three bambinos. You know, bambino. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> that noise he makes is so funny. Um, he he tries to. Uh, he just doesn't want to take her home on his own. He he's like trying to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he won't take her. Yeah, Gre- Gregory Peck's character is trying to trying to pin the girl on him, basically. Like, here you take her where she wants to go, but she's like passed out. He's like, no, no, no. You yeah. know. So 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 he ends up. Gregory Peck ends up taking her to uh, his place. 
you don't want girl i don't want girl police maybe she wants girl <laughs> <laughs> nice i like that part um so so there's there some fun scenes with um with her being passed out and falling asleep on his bed and he moves her to can we just talk for a second about the way he treats her this whole time where he's just like he like slaps her in the face in the car like oh, trying to wake her yeah, up trying to wake he, he he's like violently shaking her yeah yeah <laughs> it's just really funny but it's it's interesting because there's a part of me that's like whoa dude calm down but there's another part of me that's like if i was in that position what would i do and it's just like a little bit exaggerated and that's how movies were back then yeah so it's it's not it's like it's not like how people would have actually acted back then i think but it, it is like just exaggerated for the purpose of the movie yeah yeah of course i mean th there's a lot of stuff in um in this movie and especially just for the time where a lot of the actor acting was a bit exaggerated yeah you know what was the word I used when we were watching it? I don't remember. I'm going to think about it. During that part? No, it was a little later when they're in... She, He's, like, helping her up to his room, mm -hmm. and she goes the wrong way. And then um, she almost knocks on the person's door. His neighbor's oh, door. Oh, yeah. You, you, you said something along the lines of, like... Like, their acting was very... Calculated. Yeah, very calculated. That's the word I used. Yeah. 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 So um, he gets her up into the room. At this point, he doesn't know who she is. He doesn't know that she's the princess. Right. Yeah. He just treats her. He, I mean, he doesn't know. And he treats her like a. Uh, just like some drunk just like girl. Some teenager he found on the street and he's trying to help her out. Do we ever know her age? No, it doesn't say. And I really want to know. I kind of get the feeling like she's supposed to be like college level. I mean, she looks it, and she she was about, you said 24 when she was in Wh the When they filmed this, she was 24, yeah. Yeah. I think she's supposed to be very early 20s. Yeah, probably. Um, so, so she's acting all drugged up while she's talking to him. It's kind of funny. Like, just picture somebody who's just really drunk almost. So happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, um, she ends up falling asleep. And then he goes into work the next morning and his boss is mad at him. But then he sees a picture of her in the newspaper and uh, realizes that that it's the princess. Like he sees the princess's picture in the newspaper and he's like, oh, wow, that she's sleeping in, like on my couch right now. Yeah. I got a story. Yeah. And then he uh, tells his boss, he's like, hey, I might have a big scoop with this. And his boss is like. Well, the press is saying that she's sick and he's like, trust me, I got this. I got a story. I bet you I got this. You pay me a lot of money if I get this. And the boss is like, if you don't got it, you pay me money. Right. So he ends up owing him 500. Yeah. The boss is like, if this doesn't work out, you give me or you owe me 500 bucks. And he's like, OK, cool. So so um, he goes back gets her awake and at this point he's more calculated about the way he's handling all the, the whole situation because he wants to basically get the story of who she really is like the real behind the scenes story of the prince is like a story that nobody gets yeah which there's a part of me that's like why doesn't anyone know who she really is i think like, i think at the time especially they're just a lot more protective of their protective yeah. of their personal lives yeah you know and then um i mean you definitely see that throughout the movie how she's like kind of con she's definitely concerned about her position as royalty yeah like she doesn't want them to know who she is mm -hmm. uh, even though she suspects that they do yeah and she definitely doesn't want to like um do anything too crazy mm -hmm. so um she ends up waking up there's some communication back and forth he gives her a few bucks she says that she's on her way and then she takes off but he uh he kind of follows her oh yeah he like deliberately follows yeah. her and then uh she ends up she ends up getting her hair cut by the by the angry uh hairstylist 
off, off, off. <laughs> She's all like, off. She 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 sees some um some photos in the window of girls with their hair cut really short. And then she's like, I want that, basically. Yeah. And he's not happy about it. Yeah, he's just so cute about it. But then, I mean, once it's all done, he's really happy. Oh, you're so beautiful. The cuts in that scene are, like, my favorite movie cuts ever because it's um, it's just funny to watch. Just cuts a chunk off and holds it in front of her face. Off. Cuts another chunk off. I mean, the camera cuts, though. Oh, the camera cuts. Yeah. Like, the scene is choppy and it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually a note that I made throughout the movie. There's a lot of rough cuts yeah. as far as the scene goes. And funny. It almost makes the movie better, though. It, it, it's something that you would not see in modern cinema. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's obviously a lot easier to edit these movies now because of the digital stuff, because back then they had to cut the strips and all that. But I think back then there probably weren't as many takes. Yeah. Either, yeah. So. You know, they're trying to push out movies like a machine. But um, so, yeah, the angry haircut. And then um, after that, she. Well, the, he's not angry, though. He just is like funny an- about cutting. her. Yeah, hair. yeah, yeah. At first, at first, he's acting angry like he doesn't want to cut her hair. And yeah. he, he, he's almost taking it as an insult that he has to cut her hair like that short. Yeah. But at the end, it's all good. He likes it. She likes it. He says that if she comes to this dance with him that night, she'll be the most beautiful girl there. Yeah. And then she leaves. And then uh, she she takes off and uh, gets herself some uh, gelato. Oh, she buys sandals first. Which, s- if I were in Italy, I think sandals are the first thing I would buy. She bought sandals, gelato, got a haircut, and she had a dollar fifty on her. That whole day sounds like a blast to me. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do if I ever go to Rome. I'm gonna be Audrey Hepburn for a day. <laughs> I think it'll cost a lot more than than a dollar fifty. Now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty too. <laughs> yeah, she gets. She, she, well, she didn't get the stuff for free. She got the flower for free. Yeah. But um, but and then Gregory Peck's character finds a good calculated time to, quote unquote, bump into her. Oh, hey, it's you. Yeah, he waits a sufficient amount of time. I yeah. think it's obviously been a couple hours since they were together. And then um. So he's like kind of inconspicuous, but she, there's no way that she doesn't suspect when she sees him again a little bit yeah but she is pleasantly surprised so yeah yeah and then uh he's like hey let's uh hang out and then they hang out that's the movie (laughs) well she (laughs) she tells him things that she'd like to do and he says well let's go do that yeah so what do they do first they well they they go to the cafe and meet his friend the photographer yeah the photographer and um, I love his little, um, he, he has a um, camera lighter. Yeah, I wish we could get one of those. That'd be so fun. I didn't realize that they were able to make cameras that small and then back then. Oh, yeah. I think the... F- <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there are like a lot of different kinds of... Obviously, there's a lot of different kinds of cameras and you know that. You think that's real? Yeah, I do. The, 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 the Zippo camera? Yeah. Took some pretty good shots with it. Yeah, they were small though. When they were printed out, they were pretty small. But 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 if you think about like like that camera's real, obviously like it could be. I I have no idea. I did not do any research, but um, like the camp, some of the camera angles he got with that little lighter, just perfect. Yeah. With 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 no with no viewer or anything like that. Like he couldn't like frame the picture. He just randomly took these perfect pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's it's like it's like having a camera and holding it down in your waist and getting a perfect picture with it. Well, obvi- obviously they probably had a real photographer well, take I those pictures. Yeah, I'm I just saying that. I think the concept of the Zippo camera is real. But I'm saying within the movie it's kind of funny if you think about it. Yeah. You know. And I didn't think about it until you said that, so it makes sense. But yeah, that that's a note that I took down about the the lighter camera. I love that's that's why I like that character though um like being a picture taker myself too like just seeing his energy behind it and his kind of like dreamy character and I like that he's a little clumsy and a little bit um behind on the times when it comes to uh Gregory Peck's character trying to tell him not to say anything yeah 
twice in the movie and he's just like knocks him down and stuff <laughs> yeah and he's he like slow on the uptake spills things on him and yeah. knocks him down and He's so brutal with them, and then he he gets pretty mad about it both times. Gregor Peck, Gregor Peck, Gregory <laughs> Peck is pretty. He's pretty uh, aggressive throughout this whole movie with everybody that he comes in contact with. Yeah, he's very physical. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of what makes it great. You um, know, it's a movie, and I think that's what they were thinking when they made it. So 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 they continue out. Have a you know they're having a good time. The three of them going to. They go on a nice little uh, moped ride, and she ends up accidentally taking off on the moped, and he he hops on the back of it, and they're just, like, causing terror throughout the city on the moped. Yeah, and they have to tell the police that they were getting married to get out of it. <laughs> it's funny, though, because you could, you could easily, you could so tell that they were uh, stunt, stunt doubles driving it. I wasn't paying that much attention this time. I was. I was like... I've never noticed that before, though. Yeah, I've well, seen it twice before this now. So. Mo- mo- most of the shots with them riding on that are, like, zoomed out shots. So you you can't... You don't see them close up or anything, but it's pretty noticeable. Mm-hmm. A little funny. And um, so they get arrested. Go, like Anna said, they have to convince them that they're getting married to get out of it. And they end up getting out of it. And then he takes her to um, to the Legend of Truth. Uh, I think it's called the Mouth of Truth. Is it the Mouth of Truth? Yeah. Uh, I thought he said Legend, but either way. Yeah, it's the Mouth of Truth. But it's a, um, do you want to explain what it is? If you stick the hand in the mouth of the statue, then if you're a, li- a liar, it will bite your hand off. Mm-hmm. And Audrey puts hers, Audrey starts to put hers in and gets scares and tells him to do it. And he does it and he acts all fine for a second and then he just starts screaming and the Audrey screams so loud because she's so surprised. But the thing that I noticed this time watching it is that the music on the movie itself just like freaks out in volume. Like the whole thing goes up like, just like (laughs) 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 because his arm is supposedly stuck in the mouth of truth, but he was just playing a trick on her and he pulls his hand out and he has his hand in his sleeve. Yeah. And then she screams again a little bit. Yeah. And he pops his hand out. Ta-da. There it is. <laughs> Woo. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And then what happened? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, they're basically taking a tour of yeah, Rome. They're just hanging out. He takes her to the wall. And then the, the wish wall. Yeah, the wish wall. And ex- tells her what that's all about and stuff with World War II. A little backstory on that. Yeah. World War II backstory and whatnot. I think they, they have that part. It's nice that they have that part in there because it makes it relatable. Yeah. And everything. And then, um, and then so earlier when she was at the barber, she got invited to the boat. And then so she's like, hey, I want to go down to this boat and go dancing. And so they say, let's go. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she does meet the barber there. Yeah, the barber's there. No more mustache. So in a way, she like actually keeps the state that she didn't really make. but um, Yeah. Because she didn't promise him. She just said thank you when he said that. Yeah. Um, but she ends up going and they have fun. She dances with the barber. Yeah. And, but at this point, this is where, uh, where the men in black come in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Her security guys start yeah. trying to kidnap her. Yeah. They, they, uh, a bunch of, uh, like secret service type security guards come in, come into town and they're kind of spread out throughout the city looking for her. Yeah. And they all look like, uh, Agent Smith. Yeah. yeah. With, with, with top hats <laughs> or whatever kind of hats those are. Yeah. And um, they notice her there and then call in the cavalry to come in. And then that's when the uh, big uh, boat fight breaks out. Some amazing choreographed fighting. Yeah, that's I, I like that scene a lot. <laughs> I like it. It's funny when she's just like breaking bottles over people's head and that's her main power in fighting. Yeah. And uh, then she does the guitar. That's like my favorite part of the movie when he says, hit him again, Smitty. (laughs) (laughs) She hits him. She she hit because he has um, this is the photographer. He has his camera with with him that I, I took a note of that because he's 
at one point when she's just dancing, he's sneakily trying to take photographs of her with this giant camera. Yeah, it's enormous. But there's a lot going on, and she's not really paying attention. Yeah. And so um, so at one point, I hit him again, Smitty. And then she uh, hits the security guy again over the head with a guitar, and it breaks this time over his head. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And then, uh, and then her Mr. Uh, Mr. Gregory escape. They have to jump into the lake or whatever they're on. Well, he kind of gets pushed into it because he gets punched in the face and then thrown into it. Yeah, he gets he gets punched in the face once, and then the guy punches him into the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gets actually punched twice yeah. and lands in the water, and she just jumps in after him. Yeah, and then they like swim to the other side, mm-hmm. and then um. Then they make out. And then that's when they have their kiss. The first kiss between the two of them. There's some kissing music for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so they share the, the romantic first kiss. What did you think of that kiss? Did you buy it? Their kisses are funny because they're basically just like putting their mouths on each other and that's it. It's yeah. like, hold it there for a second. Hold it. Yeah. Hold it. But I mean, it's cute. Yeah. It's like Simpson kisses almost. It's almost as childish and as when like kids kiss each other with their hands over their mouths. Well, they they, they couldn't really kiss back in the 50s. That was too provocative. Or, uh, provocative. Provocative, yeah. Yeah, so they're basically just squishing their lips on each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then um <laughs> But it it is romantic and pretty cute. And then and then comes a time where he must take her home. Right? Well they go back to his place first. They go back to his place and like she, she, she No, you can't skip over that because that's the part that I think is kind of sexist where she's basically like even the princess longs to cook for a man. <laughs> uh, like she, she gives a little speech about how sh- she hardcore she wants to be a housewife. Yeah, and the, I just think that's like so sexist of the movie. That's the one one conversation. I wish they had gone back to his house and had a different conversation. Yeah, because that scene is like really cute and like the communication between them is like believable in their interaction but i just hate that conversation of like oh yeah i'm the princess and i really wish i was just a housewife you know yeah um and yeah i understand her like not wanting to be in the position that she's just born into but i also i feel like it was a message to women of that time period saying oh look even the princess wants to be you damn straight yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Some of the That's the only part of this movie that I don't like. Yeah, really? Yeah. I found it kind of kind of odd when like the housekeeper lady came busting into the bathroom earlier in the movie while she was taking a shower and just started yelling at her for some random reason. Yeah, and it's in Italian and then my language skills are pretty good, but I have no idea what she was saying <laughs> besides like you need to leave. Yeah, that was r- um, seemed really random. It is. It does feel random, too, because it's like, you're the housekeeper. Like, this isn't any of your business, whatever is going on. Yeah, you right. You don't get to, like, come into this guy's house and yell at his mistress if that's what you think this is. <laughs> like, you know, that's his life. Leave but, him alone. But, um, so anyway, so after after they go back to their place and she uh, she tells she tells him how much she would love to cook for a guy, basically. Yeah. Um, he needs to go drop, take her home. Drops mm-hmm. her off around the corner from the, from the Coliseum. I don't know how to say goodbye. Don't try. And then they kiss. And then they they have, they share another flat aggressive kiss. Like, he like grabs her. He's like, gra- aggressively grabbing her at that point, like it, kissing her. The way that she moves at the parts where he's kissing her makes me wonder if he was actually hurting her when they were filming. <laughs> Maybe like on accident because she she moves around when they're like during their embraces in a way that's like that looks kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, but I mean, it's still cute. I don't know. Uh, And then um, and then so she runs off into the night. She runs around the corner because he she had she had him drop her off around the corner so he doesn't 
really see where she goes into. I feel like at that point, though, she knows he knows who she is. She's just, I mean, they're not talking about it, but he says yeah, to yeah, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. he says to her, I have something to tell you. And she says, please, nothing. And runs yeah, that's in the bathroom. True. She knows she knows that there's a big possibility he knows who she is at least yeah so um cut cut to the next day and he's decided because he's fallen for her not to write the story and his friend comes over like or for, for first yeah his, his boss comes over and he's telling him he has no story and the boss is like <laughs> i know you're up to something i know you got one and he's like no i don't no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have anything. Leave me alone, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then the friend busts in the door with the photographs that he took, and uh, he and throws wine on yeah, him. Yeah, he throws. He goes up. back to his old uh, his old tricks about throwing wine on him and pushing him to the ground. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you got nothing. He's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a big bully, but um. But yeah, so so he decides not to write the story at the end of the day, right? Yeah. He tells his friend that he can't stop him from selling the photos, but he's not going to write the story at this point. Which I think is fair. Yeah. Because those are great pictures. And like as a photographer, it'd suck to have somebody tell you like you can't benefit from this, even though I just wasted your whole day. Yeah. You know? And then um, cuts to... So... The movie started off where there was supposed to be a press event where the press went to go meet with her, but she, when she left, when she escaped, and they, um, they told everybody she was sick because they couldn't hold the press event, obviously, because she wasn't there. So they rescheduled it, and he got the invite because he's part of the press. And so they go to it, and then the final scene in the movie is the press event. Where she uh, she comes out presented to the press to answer a few questions and basically right yeah I like that scene a lot with those final interactions because I feel like it puts a, the story as far as like what happens after the movie with these characters it just like kind of shows you where they're all going and how she goes back to her life and um, I like it when she says that she'll cherish her memories of Rome forever. I think I think her and uh, her and Gregory Peck had a pretty good staring contest going on there. Yeah, they were definitely doing some eye talking there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she does go and shake his hand to say goodbye one last time. Yes. And they give her the pictures, which, which was not planned for her to shake people's hands. Yeah, she definitely like I like the scene where she comes back to the Colosseum or palace that she's staying at, and she is suddenly grown up from the experience. Yeah. And her the, her servants realize that and they listen to her and she's suddenly this like queenly kind of attitude. Yeah, she's ready. She it, it's almost like that that day out was like her like sowing like, her last wild oat almost. It's like all she needed to um she just needed to grow up. And for her, that was well, like in order to be that person, she needed some freedom first. Like, like, like during the day, like she smokes her first cigarette ever. She cuts her hair short. She kisses what you assume to be her first kiss. It's like she goes through all the teenage stuff all in one day. almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a teenager for one day. And I, she drinks champagne at lunch. Yeah, too, she, drink, he, she drinks champagne at, her, at lunch. He looks at her funny. I think she's under age because he looks at her funny and then he orders it for her and she says she's only had it once before well yeah at a, a special occasion again that, so. that's kind of hard to tell because over there too i don't there's i don't think there is a drinking age especially in the 50s there might have been but if there were like yeah, over there his, like, like, his like character is from new york though so you can understand why he would hesitate if she was maybe you know and it's but also a matter of like ethics like hey is it okay for me to buy the princess a drink Maybe that was more yeah. it. Maybe why he was looking at her he that way. He does hesitate a little bit. Yeah. And then so, um, and then during the press conference, that's when the friend pulls out the pictures and offers her a gift. And then she takes one of the pictures out and it's her breaking the guitar over the guy's the head. The best picture. Yeah. And she, she smiles and thanks him. Yeah. That's a fun scene. 
And they say goodbye, and you see there's Gregory Peck walk out of the Coliseum. There, 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 there's one last look, one last little. Oh yeah, they do like a little nod. Yeah. And then after um, she walks back up. Yeah, she and then she walks away, and then he's the last one to leave. And I, I really like that shot at the end. Where yeah, him where walking he, out between the pillars. He's walking out between the pillars, just centered with the camera as the camera is moving backwards with him. Yeah, I like that shot. I like the ending shot. It was pretty good. And um, so that's basically it. The end, right? And no credits. <laughs> no credits. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I never really noticed that in movies. Like... Is that just a particular thing for that movie, or did they not really show many end credits back then, or was there a particular part in cinema when they started showing end credits, or no idea? Maybe we should check that out. We'll for our find next that one. out when we, uh, as you know, we'll keep watching movies from different from different time periods. So I guess we'll probably get a decent idea. Yeah. And um, so that's the movie, but. We got a. So, what's I, your Netflix rating for it? My Netflix rating? Yeah. How are we rating them? We both were doing it differently. I, I kind of prefer to do. I, I like doing grades. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, we could do stars. I don't care. Or we could just do our own thing or whatever. Like five stars. Well, I think last time we just both decided to do it our own way. Or out of 10 or. We both did it our own way. Yeah, last yeah, time. yeah. Because I, yeah. I did grades. So what's your rating for it then? Um, I give it a B. Out of. Out of, like school lastic grading. School grades, okay. Schools, you know, A, B, C, D, F. I'd give it a solid B. For me, it's about the same because my next Netflix rating for it would be, really liked it, which is four stars. Yeah. So. That's which like the same grade. We did not watch this on Netflix, by the way. It's not on there. We watched the DVD. It, I, I did find it on YouTube, though. If you search Roman Holiday on YouTube, you can watch it there for free. J- just now that you Now that you told people, they're going to take it off of YouTube. I don't think anybody who knows about that is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so I think we're good. I don't think we have to worry about that. So, um, so yeah. So Anna gives it four to five stars, and I give it a B. And then um, one... Yeah, well, one thing I wanted to start doing is uh, I'm going to read off a couple quick Rotten Tomato uh, reviews of the movie. And I was going to do a couple critic reviews and then a couple fan reviews and then uh, move on. So let's look at one of them from uh, Time Magazine. And I'm just going to read the little the little bubble that they have on there. And I'm not going to read the whole review or anything, but time magazine said the newcomer named Audrey Hepburn gives the popular old romantic nonsense, a really a reality. It has seldom had before. Do you agree with that? Anna? (laughs) Anna was not listening. She's not even talking into the mic either. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's see. Let's read a negative one. Weiler lays out all the elements with care and precision, but the romantic comedy never comes together. It's charm by computer. What does that even mean? Charm by computer? I don't know. I think they're accidentally reviewing the wrong movie. <laughs> now, now, now these, I, like these movies, I mean, these critics, it's hard to tell exactly when they submitted these reviews. So there could be stuff from more modern day and stuff from back in the day it's kind of hard to tell I've, obviously they didn't submit this back in the day but Rotten Tomatoes might have taken old reviews to add to it you know I don't know exactly what they do with older movies so and um um Arden's review let's see <clears throat> okay Anna's gonna get some water so why don't I read a audience review again these are just the bubbles of these audience reviews so take it for what it is Roman Holiday 
is remarkable just because Audrey Hepburn isn't greatly over the top as she is in most movies. Roman Holiday is well scripted and well acted with gorgeous visuals shot on location in Italy. It's charming film with wit fresh enough for a modern audience. And that's by super reviewer Christian C. in Rotten Tomatoes. And he gave it, or I'm assuming it's a he, uh, gave it five stars. And here's another one. A sweet and charming romantic comedy with Audrey Hepburn in her first major role, which earned her her only Oscar of her career, by the way. And it finds the perfect balance between funny and, captiv and captivating. With the lovely city of Rome as eye candy setting, where it was shot in its entirety. That's from Carlos, I cannot say his last name, also super reviewer, three and a half stars. So, there's a couple little reviews. I might uh, figure out how to get that section a little better, but it's something I wanted to play around with, reading a few reviews of these older movies that we're watching to see what people either think now or thought back then. So, Rotten Tomato might be the normal, I might find different websites, we'll see. And um, also, let's jump over to IMDb and let's read some trivia. A little trivia section of the podcast. What do you think, Anna? Mm -hmm. I'll read these off and uh, let's see what Anna thinks about them. Yes, you can interview me about my thoughts. <laughs> According to IMDb. Uh, Roman Holiday was the first American film to be made in its entirety in Italy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. Broke some boundaries. Yeah. After filming, Gregory Peck informed the producers that as Audrey Hepburn was certainly going to win an Oscar for this, her first major role, they had better put her name above the title. So they did. That was Gregory Peck's idea? That's cool. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Paramount originally wanted to shoot the movie in Hollywood, but the director refused, insisting it must be shot on location. They finally agreed, but with a much lower budget. This meant the movie would be in black and white, not the expected Technicolor, and he would need to cast an unknown actress as the princess. In order to save money. Yeah. So the reason why Audrey Hepburn was cast for this movie was because they shot in Italy. And they needed to save money. That's pretty cool as like as far as decision making goes on the director's part. Yeah. That's like it's really cool. And her entire career was based on that, so um yeah, that's pretty amazing. Like one man changed her life. Yeah. Just because he made the movie his own way. Exactly. That's pretty cool. The embassy ball sequence featured real Italian nobility who all donated their salaries to charity. The reporters at the end of the film were real too. Some little trivia for you. That's cool. I wonder if they were saying their own names. They must have been. I would imagine. That's pretty amazing. Oh, here's one. You're you're uh, blah, blah, blah. you're actually pretty close. The five thousand dollars that Joe is offered for the complete story with photos is worth about forty four thousand in two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. When we're watching it, Anna said like that's like fifty thousand dollars now, mm -hmm. and I was like that might be a little high. I honestly thought it'd be a bit lower, but yeah, you're close. My math skills. <laughs> what is it? What is that part of math called? It's a. Uh, uh, I don't know. I do. I don't. There's some math person going, it's this, it's this. Mm. I'll think of it. Gregory Peck was initially reluctant to take on the part that was clearly secondary to the young female lead until he realized that his image could do with some lightening up. Anna nodded and said, hmm. Well, I'm just trying to think of other movies that I've seen him in, but I don't think I've seen very many. Um, let's see if there's any. I mean, there's a bunch on here. I'm not going to read them all. But um, maybe I could read one more. Let's see. 
Um, the country of which Anne is princess is never said. The introductory news flash lists a visit to London and Buckingham Palace as first on her tour of Europe capitals. There's also a reference to links with Western Europe, suggesting that Anne's own country is in Eastern Europe. Ow. <laughs> Thoughts, Anna? Princess Anna. Oh, Princess <laughs> Anna. Um, so that'd be it for the trivia for Roman holiday. And um, so I have a question, Anna. Let's see if you know this one. Now, what one thing I want to do with these old movies, too, is ask Anna if they ever remade this movie. Are there is this movie either a remake or have there been remakes of this 1953 classic? I really doubt it. You really doubt it. So is that a no? I'm going to say no. Roman Holiday. 1987, the year I was born, there was a remake, Anna. I just clicked on it, and the computer did nothing. Hang on one second. Roman. Yes, 19 is actually a TV movie. That doesn't count. Oh, that counts, right? I mean... It doesn't even look like a real re- remake. In the description, it says remake of the 1953 original. I think that there's it some says changes. Prince, Princess Elisa. It's a loose, re- it's a loose remake, but it's still the same story. No, it's not. I bet they don't even get gelato. Oh, you don't think they get gelato? You don't know how much gelato they get. Half this movie's gelato. Maybe we'll have to watch that one too. <laughs> no, I don't. Know. <laughs> I know I don't recognize any of the names attached to it or anything. So, but technically, according to this, there was a remake. The more you know, <laughs> loose TV remakes. I'll take that for what it's worth. I guess. Um, any other notes, Anna? Anything that caught your eye or anything you want to talk about the movie? Who is your favorite character? My favorite character, probably. Audrey Hepburn's character. I actually love her character a lot, too. Yeah. Um, I think she is actually my favorite, but I do love the photographer. Yeah, the photographer is a good, like, comedic relief type guy. Yeah. But I think I think her character is just great. Like, she kind of does everything that I would do when she... It's just that, that first scene where she's, like, by herself in Rome... Yeah. She gets the sandals and the haircut and the gelato. I feel like those are all things that if I were by myself anywhere, that's kind of what I would end up doing is just like doing some simple, fun things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to touch on was the age difference between the two of them. There's a 13 year real life age difference. It feels like there is in the movie, too. In real life, um, she would have been 24 I believe when they shot it and Gregory, Pe- Gregory Peck would have been about 37. Do you buy their romance? I buy it. Oh, she buys her, their romance. Uh, I, I also feel like though they're together for one day. Yeah. And it feels like they're together for one day. Yeah, for sure. You know, even with their passion and like them kind of falling in love, it's a very quick love and they both know that. So that's why I believe it. If it was trying to pass them as like she leaves her job for him and they're going to live happy, happily ever after. And then I wouldn't believe it as much. But yeah. the way that it ends and the way that it plays out, I do. What about um, <laughs> another note I took down was uh, Audrey Hepburn screaming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but. She screams a handful of times in the movie. I believe it's three times. Three she times? Sc- she, like, outright screams, too. Like, you can't even do there's it a temper- on the podcast because yeah. you would be screaming in the microphone. There, the, there's a screaming at the at the, uh, at the the statue, at the wall statue thing. 
And she does it at the beginning. With the temper tantrum. When she freaks out. Yeah, when, th- when she throws a temper tantrum. But her screams are pretty, like, legendary. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't even do it. She but has this great voice, too. And um, I want to make sure I say something about that because I feel like Audrey Hepburn's voice is, like, so surprising when she speaks. It's very, it's a little bit deeper and, like, just musical. Yeah. So. Hey, Anna. Yeah. So we're getting close to ending this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have permission to withdraw? <laughs> <laughs> you have my permission to withdraw. AKA, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Right. That's basically what it was. It's basically I don't want to see your faces anymore. So get out of here. I'm going to start saying that to Sean whenever he leaves the room. (laughs) When she wants to be alone. You have my permission to withdraw. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was the last note that I had. I thought that that her that kind of hit me towards the end. She does it the whole movie. I, I know, but... She also says, thank you, so many times. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. But there... there no, thank you. <laughs> there, there, there's a part towards the end where she says the permission to withdraw again. I'm like, I'm like that's what she says when she wants to say, get the hell out of my room. Yeah. it's bas- It basically means, like, can I have some space, please? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... So that's it. That's all we got. Right? Um, so. Movie next week? The movie? Have I, you, you picked one? I was thinking of watching Rosemary's Baby. Ooh. I watched, um, I watched Get Out a couple weeks ago, right? And hearing a lot of his influences for the movie. He has a bunch of influences for that movie. Loved Get Out. And I, Rosemary's Baby was one of them. The Stepford Wives is one of them. But me and Anna were actually talking a little bit, and she had never seen Rosemary's Baby. I have not seen it. So I've seen Stepford Stepford Wives. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen uh, Get Out either yet. But um, I mean, we don't have to watch that. But that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, I'm down. It gets referenced you know, a lot, and you, I feel like I can handle it. You know it, what we so. could watch. We could watch the original King Kong because Kong Skull Island is being released in theaters this week. And we saw it already. Yeah, we saw. We went to an early screening. We saw Kong Skull Island, but we could watch the original King Kong to kind of go along with that. I'm all right with either choice. With either choice? Yeah. Well, we got to choose one. You choose. It's your turn to choose anyway. It is my turn to choose. Um... I think let, let let's do King Kong. I I, I think I think that's kind of cool because we're not always going to get movies that could um correspond with a movie being released. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a remake of it. That's true. But yeah. So, that's fun. So I think it could be fun to do King Kong. So so we'll watch the original King Kong. The hang on, let me look it up real quick. Um let me see if I can find any place for where we can watch it, if we need to rent it, or so the nineteen thirty three King Kong. Oh my gosh, that picture! <laughs> I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> I'm not seeing any streaming. It, you could rent it from basically any major digital rental format or buy it from there too you could buy it on amazon for five bucks which is pretty cheap let me see let me we check might youtube end up just doing that let me check youtube real quick though because they had roman holiday on there and i didn't even realize it like the whole thing to watch for free king kong 1933 um you can rent it on there i'm not seeing to watch it though so yeah, I mean, however you want to find it, however you want to watch it. If you want to watch it, and we will record. We're going to try to record next Wednesday. Today we're recording on Friday, but that's just because stuff happened <laughs> that made us busy. So we're going to try Wednesday. It, it, we'll figure out a, a regular day to do it. 
it won't be Fridays regularly because Anna's going to be going back to work. So, um, in any case, yeah, King Kong 1933, watch it. Send us an email with any questions, comments, or anything about the movie at classic at com. You can also send us movie ideas. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Our only original rule was that one of us has to not have seen it before. Yeah, so send in your movie ideas and maybe we'll I would check say that out. Uh, this is classic movie night, so I would say like 80s and under. Yeah, this kind of, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit in the first po- podcast and we're kind of talking about stuff before we were born for sure. Yeah. So... And, and we were I, both and born in 87, 88. Yeah, so, so before that. Anything before we were born. I think I mean it's 2017, so that's 30 years is that considered classic? Yeah, I think so. so. so Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So uh let's do that. Sound good? Yeah. Hey Anna, do you want to end the podcast with that? <laughs> All right. You ready? For some amazing quotes here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have my permission to withdraw. Bye.